Hi, you guys. Today, I want to talk about money and relationships. Should you mix money and relationships? Okay. This, you know, I always feel like people should know this is common sense when it comes to money. Okay. Maybe it's just the way I was raised, but, you know, everybody's raised differently. Like when it comes to money, you guys, like you don't mess around. All right. It's one thing when somebody plays you and they get over on you, um, you know, they manipulate you or something when it comes to sex. It's another thing when you're dealing with somebody and they can manipulate you for money. Okay. Somebody who's looking to manipulate you for your money is a dangerous person. Okay. I don't mean dangerous in the sense that, you know, they're going to put physical harm on you. But what I mean is this is somebody that, you know, could take all your money and run. This is somebody that could get you into legal problems. If they have you, for instance, sign off on a business or anything like that. Like a lot of scammers do this. You guys, they start out and they're very nice very charming. The really good ones can come off as down to earth. You feel like you're dealing with a real one. And one of the classic things that a lot of scammers do, okay, the good scammers, is they don't ask you for a dime in the beginning. That'll come months down the road. A really good scammer is going to wait a while, a long time, till they really feel that they've got you hooked till they ask you for anything. And that's where these people get fooled because they'll go out with somebody for a while and they're saying to themselves, well, you know, they're real. They're really into me and everything like that. They haven't asked me for anything. And then six months to a year, all of a sudden they're telling you, I have this great business plan where we can make a lot of money. You know, you want to make some money, you can invest with me and everything like that. That's how a lot of them do it, you guys. That's how a lot of them scam. Now, the other scammers are people that will, you know, ask you right in the beginning. This happens a lot on dating apps. The, from the very first conversation, because I've had a lot of male friends tell me that a lot of the scammers will ask them for money in the very beginning, okay? So, you know, you need to be aware of this. Anybody who asks you for money and you're not married to them, ding, 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 you're on alert. Okay. You should not give anybody a dime, a dime. Okay. Now this is my recommendation. Everybody could live their own way. Okay. But from my experience, cause I've been around and I know what it is. Never, ever mix money. You guys never, ever mix money unless you are officially and legally married and even if you are officially and legally married, that could be sticky too, okay? Now, what a lot of people do, a lot of smart people, is they'll mix money that they accumulate during the marriage, okay? So in other words, if they're dating somebody and everything, and let's say that they are better off than the other person, they will put their money you know, on the side and they will come in and they will only mix money that is accumulated during the marriage. And in a lot of courts, 
they pretty much, they look at what was accumulated during the marriage. It really depends on the state you're dealing with too. But the problem with mixing money and not being married is the fact that today or tomorrow, somebody wants to leave the relationship um, and you have, you know, joint bank accounts, it, it really, it gets sticky. They can clean out your accounts, you guys, and take off and, and you know, you're going to sit there trying to get your money back and everything like that in court. It, it, I just, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Okay. I mean, there's people that even got divorced that are still fighting over money. So you want to be as, you know, transparent and translucent in when you discuss money so that you know specifically where you're going with it. And this is, this is the way I think that people should roll. If you're going into a marriage, okay, and you are better off financially than the other person, then you should have a prenup, okay? You should have a prenup to protect yourself because you don't know what could happen down the road. You could have the best relationship in the world, you guys. And in time, people, sometimes people change, okay? Sometimes people outgrow each other. Sometimes people get bored in the relationship or they realize this is not what I thought. Sometimes there's outside factors and sometimes they are attracted to somebody else, maybe 10, 15 years down the line and they have that opportunity and they go for it and the marriage dissolves or they fight over family. There's a lot of different things that could happen. Sometimes one partner might get sick and everything like that and the other person can't handle it, so they bail. So this is why I tell you, when it comes to money, you have to have it black and white on paper, okay, to protect yourself, protect yourself. You know what a lot of people do, okay, when they get married and they have money also, what some people do is the money that they have, they'll put it into somebody else's account, like a, a family member's account, so that when they go into the marriage with that person, they're showing like nothing, all right, although they could paper trail that and see what happened and everything. But the point is this, okay? The point is this, you get a prenuptial agreement. You know, if you're the person who's on the, you know, higher end of the the financial status, you get the prenup, okay? Don't be a sucker. Believe me when I tell you, do not be a sucker, okay? Now, let's say that you were marrying somebody and they have more money than you do then obviously you don't need to push for a pre prenuptial agreement, okay? Because it would be beneficial to you if there wasn't one. But if somebody wanted to have a prenup agreement, you know, it's up to you how you want to roll and you work it out with them as far as, you know, how you want to work out your finances. It's got to, you know, you should have this all worked out before you get married. Now, that's why I say, you know, what happens to a lot of people is they'll go out with somebody like 10 years and they will basically be, you know, giving them the wifey or husband benefits and they feel that they are entitled to that person's money. All right. You guys, you guys, this is why we have legal agreements 
because of these kind of factors, because the law is going to look at it differently if you are legally married or you're not legally married, okay? So if you're, you know, mixing money with somebody, you want to be protected by the law, okay? And that's why a lot of men are afraid to, you know, get married again. A lot of divorced men don't want to get married again because they are afraid that they're going to get a bad, um, if they get divorced again, they're going to have to be paying out again. But see, we're this is the thing that a lot of people don't get, okay? We're not in the 1950s, all right, where men were predominantly out there making the money. Today's world, in today's world, you have just as many women You may even have more women out there bringing home the bacon, okay? So for a lot of these guys to sit there and say, well, you know, I would never get it because nobody's going to take, you know, uh, I'm not paying child support and everything like that. First of all, child support is for the kids, all right? Child support, it takes a lot of money to, to support a child, all right? With school, with education, with clothing, with activities, okay? And that person is also the caregiver of that child. And if you know anything about paying for child care, it's a lot of fucking money, all right? So, you know, you've got to look at all of these things as well. So this is why I tell you with the mixing of money, okay? When it comes to money, we don't play, all right? We don't play, you know, um, that's why you have to have an agreement and, and be clear with it. Now, let's say that you decide to move in with your partner and you're not at the stage of getting married. You guys are just gonna live together, right? You have to look at each other's financial situation, all right? Usually one person is doing better than the other. Now, it depends on the type of relationship you have, okay? Some people want to split things down the middle, and some people can be very generous and say, well, you know what, Uh, since I'm making so much more money, I'm going to pay the rent, you get the utilities and the other things. So it all depends on the relationship that you have. The relationship you have will determine how you divvy up the money and how you work. If somebody really loves you, if somebody really loves you, they're willing to work with you, okay? And if you can't afford to pay half the rent and they can, they're going to work out some kind of agreement with you. If they want somebody to be able to pay half the rent, then they should be with somebody that can afford to pay half the rent. You see where I'm going with this? Now, when it comes to living together, okay, here's the thing, you guys, here's the thing. Now, you know, you're getting into a written lease. Let's say you're renting. You have to look at also whose name is on the lease. Whose name is on the lease? If the other person is on the lease and you're not on there, that person can kick you out at any time and throw you to the street, even if you're paying half the rent. So you want to make sure that you're both on the lease so that, you know, today or tomorrow, you know, you they can't just throw you out. The only drawback of that is if you decide to leave, then you're responsible as well if your name is on the lease. So it really depends on your relationship, how confident you feel with that person. 
And that's why you should never, ever move in with somebody unless you, you've you known them a while. You don't move in with somebody like after six months of knowing them. You just don't do those things. I had a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, who met a guy and after like a few months, she moved in with this guy. They they got a very expensive apartment together, okay? And her name was on the lease. And it, it turns out they were only living there a month. And guess what? He went back to his girlfriend or baby's mama, okay? Girlfriend, baby, mama, whatever. He went back to her. And guess who was responsible for that lease for another year? She was. She was, okay? And she didn't know how she was going to pay that rent. And she had to go try to talk to the landlord and try to work it out, you know, um, where she was able to move, you know, after it turns out she had an understanding landlord and she was able to get out of the lease, you know, and give him like two or three months or something like that so that he could find somebody else. But this is why I say to you, you don't move in with somebody right away. You've, you've got to make sure that this person is solid financially. Now, another thing that I want to bring up, because I had a few people on my social media when I was talking about the no contact, they said, well, how do I get my money back? I guess from somebody that they were in a relationship with, they ended up breaking up and the person owed them money. Here's how... It is, you guys, all right? When you deal with money, you don't you don't change, you know, you don't make exceptions for somebody that you're in a relationship with. It's business, all right? It's business. You get a piece of paper and you have them write down that they are, you know, they are borrowing this amount of money from you and you have it signed, you have it notarized, or you do a promissory note so that you, today or tomorrow, you guys break up, you can bring that into court and show the judge so that you will get reimbursed for that, that it isn't a gift. You have a piece of paper that's proving it. It's signed. It's, you know, notarized. And this is how you cover yourself. You don't just, see, this is the problem with a lot of people today. They trust too much. You guys, stop trusting people, all right? Unless you're married to that person and legally bound by them, all right? You don't just go throw money away at somebody. That's your hard-earned money. That's your money that could be, if you're a single parent, that's money for your children or whoever. So, you you know... If you're in a relationship with somebody, you know, that's a red flag too if they're asking you for money. That's a red that's a huge red flag if somebody is asking you for money. You want to be with somebody that, you know, has to ask you for money? No. No, okay? Now I understand that people have hard times. I understand that sometimes somebody loses a job or anything, but that's not your responsibility. You are not married to that person. Like I said, there is a big difference. You are not married to that person. So you should not have to sustain that other person, okay? There's a lot of other ways they could figure out trying to, you know, hustle up money. If they have to hustle up money, they can go to other family members. They could sometimes get a loan from a bank if they have good credit. If they don't have good credit, that's another red flag, you guys. That's another red flag because you don't want to deal with somebody that can't get a bank loan that if today or tomorrow you want to buy a house, 
you want to get a car or anything like that, they're going to check the credit of somebody, okay? These are all red flags. You want somebody who is stable because if somebody isn't stable, guess what they're going to bring to your life? Mess. They're going to bring mess, okay? If you're dealing with somebody who can't get a car lease or can't, you know, get a, a rental because they have bad credit or something like that, and, you know, they only deal in cash or something like that, and you see a, a pattern of this, guess who? Guess whose name is going to be on everything? Yours. Yours, okay? And you have to look. When I, when I talk about all the time patterns in people, right, how they treat you and everything, there's patterns in money as well. You have to look at how somebody manages money. Oh, my God. It's so important. It is so important because... A, a leading cause, all right, besides infidelity, besides a lot of other issues that could break up a relationship, besides infidelity or family drama or family issues that break up relationships or marriage, is money, 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 okay? Very important. And especially, especially if you have children, all right? Things get very sticky when you're married or in a relationship with someone and you have kids and it's time you guys break up because, you know, you're going to be like one of the many in family court fighting for money, money for something for the child, money for child support, all these kind of things. So you want to make sure that the person you're with is stable so that you don't end up you know, screwed in the end, having to pay for everything and work in three jobs to make ends meet and to be able to provide for your children. So important, you guys. So this is why I tell you, look at somebody's pattern of how they manage money. Is this person responsible with money? Or is this person, you know, broke every other week because they don't know how to manage their money? Because they, the minute they get their paycheck, they spend every dime of their paycheck at partying. That's a huge red flag, you guys. That is a huge red flag. You're dealing with somebody who's, you know, not responsible. And if, you know, they can't be responsible with that, what's going to happen if you get in a relationship or you marry this person and you got serious bills coming in? Because once you get married and let's say you own a home, you have your mortgage, you have your car insurance, you have your homeowner's insurance, you have your electric, your gas, your phone bill. I mean, everybody knows what bills are, okay? And if you're dealing with somebody that you met that can't sustain themselves, you see that this person cannot sustain themselves, that they are codependent on other people, whether it's on their friends, their family, you know, they can't sustain themselves to support themselves. Guess who that, all that, all that's going to fall on? That's going to fall on you if you get involved with somebody like that. That's what's going to happen with you, okay? And then you're going to, they're going to tell you, oh, you know, can you help me out? You know, I'm going through a hard time and everything. And you're going to feel bad and you have emotions and you're going to sit there and you're going to give them money. And, you know, they may try to take advantage of that depending on who you're dealing with. If they're not able to get back on their feet, you're going to be the one having to pay out. And a lot of relationships break up because of this, because that other person either can't pull their weight or they're just irresponsible, all right? And this is why I tell you, look to see 
what that person's track record is of, you know, how long have they lived on their own? You know, have they always been in relationships and depended on the other person to to pay the bills? You know, it's very important, you guys, very important. That's why I tell you, even for yourself, even for yourself, you've got to be able to take care of yourself because you don't know today or tomorrow, something can happen in your relationship, something can happen in your marriage, and you could end up on your own. Or you could be in a situation that if you're not able to sustain yourself, okay, and you're in a miserable marriage, You're not going to be able to leave that person. If you're dealing with somebody who's abusive, you might be stuck in that relationship because you have nowhere to go. I've seen this happen. We have people in the the divorce groups and other groups that are in there that say, I really want to leave. You know, he's abusive. He's this, that, but I have nowhere to go. And I, you know, I've always been a stay at home mom and this and that. And, you know, I have to stay here because I can't afford to go anywhere else. And there's so many different issues with that, you guys. This is why, you know, like I tell you, like I would tell my own daughter, you know, you got to have your own thing. You you have to have your own thing. And the same thing I would tell my son as well. When you're dealing with somebody, make sure that they're pulling their weight. Make sure that they're pulling their weight. You guys need to figure out how you're going to work the dynamics of being in a relationship and money. Now, this brings me to my next point, okay? Everybody has a different outlook on how they're going to roll in the relationship when it comes to money. There's some relationships where you have stay-at-home dads, and that could work for some people, where the wife is out there, and she's a career woman, and she's making good money, and the husband stays home. And for them, it works, okay? Then there's the opposite, where there's stay-at-home moms, and the da- and the dad is out making the bread. And then you have other relationships where both parents are working and they're dealing with childcare, daycare, nannies, and stuff like that. What you have to ascertain with the person that you are dealing with, you have to figure out what will my relationship be with this person, you know, as far as finances go. Are they going to be primarily the breadwinner? Am I going to be primarily the breadwinner? Or are we bringing 50-50 to the table? Okay? This is this is what you have to decide with that person. You have to be able to sit down and communicate and work out a plan with that person as to what works for the both of you. Okay? Because every couple, every situation is different. Some people don't believe in 50-50. Some people believe that the man should go out and the mother stays home with the kids or vice versa. So this is this is part of the communication process in getting to know somebody and, and understanding, okay, where do they stand on that? Where do they stand on the financial aspect of our relationship? Do they expect me to bring, you know, 50-50 to the table? Because that's not what I'm looking to do. If you're one of those person people that's not looking to do 50-50 and you're dealing with a guy that's looking for 50-50, it's not going to work, you guys. It's not. These are things that you need to iron out, iron out. It's the same thing as if you're dealing with the, in a relationship and you want children and the other person doesn't want children. 
that's an issue that you have to iron out. If somebody is telling you that they don't want to have children and you want to have children, don't think that you're going to sit there and manipulate them and try to change their mind. Because you're going to, even if you do have a kid with them, they're not going to be all into it. And it's not fair to the child that you were bringing into this world. They should have two loving parents that have planned it and want that child. Okay? It's very serious and very important because the decisions you make are going to shape your life. They're going to shape the other person you're with. And they could shape your children's life as well. Okay? So you got to think ahead. Got to think ahead. You know, when we talk about things to look for in a partner, this is why communication is key. This is why you you need to, like when you're dealing with somebody and you're, you're you know, you're dating and you're moving towards a, you know, a serious relationship. This is where, this is what we mean about being on the same page. Are you guys on the same page? So in this podcast, I'm talking primarily about money to be on the same page and don't be afraid to bring it up. Okay. You've got, you know, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, what they say, it's better you know it in the beginning than end up in family court, divorce court, and you're arguing over these issues because you never, ever had it down how it's going to work. You know, the relationships that are, you know, the most, you know, transparent where everybody knows what's expected and everything like that are the ones that flow the best. Okay. A lot of times when people have arguments or things don't work out is because one person expects more from the other person and things were never, you know, they just assumed that they were going to, you know, they were going to take a certain role in the relationship and the person has a different view altogether. So this is why they're knocking heads. So you make it clear in the beginning this is, you know, what I expect in a relationship. This is how I want to roll. This is how we could work out our bills and everything like that. But as far as I'm concerned and from my experience after, you know, seeing what I've seen, okay, you know, I've been married. I was married a long time. I was in divorce court for three years and I saw a lot come in and out of that courtroom. And let me tell you something. Ooh, let me tell you something. Emotions run high. Emotions run high in divorce and family court, okay? People that you think were the nicest people that you got in a relationship turn into Dr. Chekel and Mr. Hyde when you go to court, okay? When we're talking money or we're talking about children and emotions and people are talking about rights and what they're entitled to with money and rights and everything like that, you're going to see a whole different person come out of that per- that person that you thought was something different that you got in a relationship with or married. So this is why I tell you, you know, you move slow, you make sure that you're on the same page with this person and that you guys, you know, you're okay and you're in agreement with, you know, what everybody's role is in the relationship financially, okay? So when we talk about mixing money, no, you should not mix money, okay? Do not mix money unless you're married to that person and then you guys have a a joint account 
that you put the money in and you pay your bills or however else you want to work that works with you and that other person, okay? Any money that you've had that you've earned before you met that person, that's a separate entity that you should have to the side, okay? And if you have a lot of money, you should most definitely have a prenup agreement, okay? Unless you're stupid, all right? Believe me when I tell you, okay? So, you know, be careful, you guys. You got to protect yourself and, you know, never assume that somebody's going to react a certain way or, oh, we won't have those problems. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You most definitely, not definitely, there's rare cases where people, you know, can be amenable with each other, but in a lot of situations where there's money involved, especially if there's a lot of money involved, it could get very, very sticky. This is why lawyers make a lot of money, okay? This is why lawyers make a lot of money because people don't think about these things. If they would have thought about these things before they got into the relationship and got married, it would have all been very clear on paper and you wouldn't be in court, you know, for all that time paying out all those bills because you just assumed that the other person was a nice person. All right. So, you know, protect yourself first. Okay. Always protect yourself first and always say to yourself, well, you know what? Life is a funny thing and things can change in an instant. Things can change in an instant. I've had people come to me that were married 20 years and then found out that their spouse was cheating like for the last five, 10 years or whatever it was, and they ended up breaking up, okay? Don't put yourself in a position to be taken advantage of financially if you don't protect yourself, all right? So always be aware of your finances and what's gonna be. That's another thing too. Don't be codependent on the other person to handle the money, all right? Always know what's there where it's at and everything like that to protect yourself. Because believe me when I tell you, if the relationship goes sour, they're going to clear out those bank accounts and you're, you know, you're going to be sitting there not knowing what happened to the money and you're going to be lost. All right. So listen to me. I know what I'm talking about with this kind of stuff. All right. So I hope that helps you. If it does, please hit the subscribe button and share and have a great night. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz. If you have a dating or relationship question or you need an opinion on something, go to the link in the bio and ask a question and get a personalized video sent back to you. It's in the link tree slash the game exposed and you could ask a question and get a personalized video confidentially sent to you um, answering your question. Hi, you guys. I just want to make you aware that the Game Exposed podcast now has their merchandise available. You can check out the link in the podcast description. There's hoodies, there's sweatpants, there's t-shirts, there's cool hats. So go check it out. Link is in the podcast description. And follow Yaz on Instagram at dating underscore advice underscore Yaz.
Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Support for the Game Exposed podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene? Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for you and your man's jewels. For any woman out there who has come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, has launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes, the 4.0. Make sure your man joins the 4 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer... You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code THEGAME at manscaped.com. Okay? Let me tell you guys why I like the Manscaped products. They had sent me some sample products to try out. The Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker. And I got to tell you, I was really surprised, you guys, at just how sleek this was. All right? I mean, it's first of all, it's lightweight. I like something lightweight. I don't like a big, heavy razor, you know, or or anything like that. It's very slim and to, to put your arm around. And when you use it, you know, below, it has a, a light on here that makes it so easy, so easy to see what you're doing. It's not like uh, you can't see what you're shaving down below. This this would make a great gift. For, for the holidays, for your man, for a friend, for a relative. And the other thing, too, that I wanted to bring up about this product, you guys, is that it's waterproof, okay? And it also helps reduce nicks. It reduces ingrown hairs and reduces the risk of grooming accidents. It's a great item. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off by using code the game.